Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. And today we are going to discuss Iron Flame, which this is not our traditional like two-month wait period. We did go ahead and decide to do this one sooner because we did that for Fourth Wing. And this is by Rebecca Yaros and was published in this month uh, in 2023 via Red Tower. The plot is Violet has learned that her brother is a lo- is alive and Zayden has been keeping it a secret this entire time. She now has to decide how to handle that information, the truth about what is threatening the kingdom, and how to navigate it all. And uh, I'm going to apologize now and warn the listener. If you do not want to listen to this book be ripped to shreds, just, just leave now. Like, full hard stop, just leave now. Like, I can tell you this is going to get ugly also my computer's not plugged in Why are you not you better plugged plug in? that in yeah don't want to miss so- a second of this <laughs> oh man so then that leads me to the question to you two do you want to use our rating system or should i just wind you up and let you go but if we don't use the rating system then we can't compare it to other books yeah i, I say stick to the rating system believe me we will go all over the place <laughs> I know you will. Why am I not? There we go. Okay, let me pull that up because I realized I, in all of that, had not pulled it up. So Sarah, get us started with the plot. What did you think of the plot? What plot is what I would like to say for that? Seriously. What plot? Like, there's two parts to this book, right? And part one is largely unnecessary. It's just Violet whining constantly, being a hypocrite. Not really doing anything except going to class. Hard hypocrite. (laughs) Hard hypocrite. And we got so much more of the the school in this one than the last one. But at the end of the last one, I was like, well, the school's over. Clearly the school's over because, yeah. Anyway. Anything else on the plot? What what fucking plot? Nothing happened. First part totally disorganized not really a plot just a way to spend or show the progression of time poorly because it is an agonizing amount of time to spend reading it um and then there's part two where it's just like by the way those bad guys are still out there and you know doing bad things because they're so bad just bad little critters so what um, the listener can't see is Sarah is shaking her fingers above her head. I don't even head, know why I'm doing this. <laughs> like, 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 like they're little bad, monsters. Bad. They are. They're just like it, evil people. Like, I know, but like it had such an effect because you're like bad, bad. <laughs> but the big thing is, we keep talking about the venom and how bad they are. They're so evil because they draw power from the earth. Why is that a bad thing? Is that ever explained? It drains the magic from the yeah. earth. The the and magical the vitality. Unnatural magic. And it also, if the thing is alive, it, it rips the, the life force How out can of it them. Be any less natural. Because it's 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 pulling the life force of yeah. the earth, I guess, and anything attached to the earth. This isn't like well explained. It's just kind of well, it, it's shown at least, you know show instead of tell in that one I mean, specific it's, aspect. It's a pretty <laughs> basic concept of like or trope i'm gonna say not even a concept it's just this is a trope where evil magic kills the land um and like it very heavily relies on you knowing that to 
feel that this is a problem. Right. Yeah. In a story like this, you should say why it's a problem. And granted, yes, they do. Okay, I'm remembering now. They do show that, like, the earth dies around the venom as they yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I just... But it's like, I why do know. we care? Because, like, the whole... the This part of the plot, which is literally just ripped from any basic fantasy novel um, that's also, you know, I don't know. It's like a fantasy novel plot, but worse because it just sucks. But I don't even know... It's not even, it's, there. we're taking a very well-known trope and we're not really playing with it. Yeah, that's, it's just basically regurgitating it and, onto the paper with these characters. And, and I will say that's like one of the flaws that I did have with the plot is it really feels like you're in somebody else's sandbox playing with their toys, but you're calling them yours. Yep, no argument Okay, so Amber, there. I want to know what you say the plot is, because clearly Sarah and I don't think there's really much of a plot. What do you think the plot is? Or, excuse me, what do you say the plot is? <laughs> so, I don't think... Let me think here. I don't think it has a plot in the sense that we typically define our plot, which is a cohesive story through. I think it has plot elements. You know, we have the, we start with the betrayal and she's got to come to terms betrayal. with Betrayal. I am putting I, this in the biggest fucking air quotes. I am functioning under what the author is telling us. And that is very much telling us, not showing us, is the betrayal. The coming to terms with the betrayal, the hiding of um, Andarna, the, you know, right, Andarna? I said that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably. No, she, was okay. saying, she was saying, oh, fuck, based on the fact that we had to. Yeah. I forgot about that part. The entire <laughs> three quarters of the book. There is is the choice to then leave the school, and then there's coming back to save the school. So, like, there is plot elements, but it's not cohesive it kind of like i said it feels like playing in somebody else's sandbox where you're just kind of being like i'm building this castle here and then i'm gathering my toys over here and i'm shoving things over this way and now i'm just gonna pick it all up and throw it down and see what happens like it, it's not cohesive okay yeah for me it's not a stream of consciousness novel obviously it's not written that way but that's how the plot feels it just like she just kind of did things as she thought of them and just kind of threw them in there without actually planning ahead and then even thinking about how what she was doing would then affect the rest of the plot. It was just like this moment, this moment, this moment, and it's just, yeah. And, and I think part of the problem, and, and I think has to be the big like red flag to recognize, is this publisher is not strong on editing like it's it's not very far up beyond like those independently publishing companies where you essentially submit your book and they go yeah go ahead you're publishing under our title but like we're not editing or anything i haven't looked into red tower to see like what their actual proper editing process is it would not surprise me if they are i don't want to say a facade because that sounds awful but like okay like, so so a marketing publisher i have looked into red tower and um this person actually wrote a really good article talking about red tower Ex oh fuck. um my my headphones are gonna die um 
<laughs> uh, so Red Tower has been described by uh and uh uh, uh Jesus, um, by Jesus, a writing person for newspapers, journalist. Hold on, just a second. Now I don't have speakers. Good, good. Um, I can now, but now it's weird in that one of you pops up when you're speaking and you're really big on my screen. Here we go. <laughs> okay. All good again. All <sighs> good again. Now I'm going to have to edit that. Um, <laughs> okay. Do you want me to start okay. again? Red Tower? Journalist. Journalist. That's the thing. So th this journalist described it as um, fast fashion in books. So the entire purpose behind Red Tower is to do high-end, not high-end books, but books that are like exclusives, but to do them quickly. And that's where when we got the original, um, this book. Fourth Wing. Fourth Wing with the sprayed edges, but it went out into the regular publishing house, you know, the regular book distributors. Um and then they wanted the next book as quickly as possible. We're going to get the third book next year. It's not going to be early next year, but it's going to be next year. That is unbelievably fast for a book. Um, and not if your book is ninety percent dialogue. Yeah, that's true. Um, but that that is the entire purpose behind Red Tower. So, I just because I was kind of curious. They are a subset of Entangled Publishing. Which is a subset of Macmillan. Yes, but like Entangled, it, it is fast fast fashion of books. Um, They tend to do things like erotic romance, new adult, teen, like, like it, how do I describe this? Like, I don't want to be super insulting, but like, it, it's just for sheer consumption. It, it's like the new version of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Which and is fine. Like Consumable world... and unforgettable. <laughs> and I mean, let's be real. This is something that isn't new in publishing. Um, before this, we had Pulp Fictions. Before that, we had the Pennies. Right, you know, but we... most of those tried to do really low, really, um, they didn't care about the details. And unfortunately, yeah. the details are being lost in doing this, but they're trying to draw in people um, who think they're getting something that is special. So you had a lot of these books with sprayed edges through book yeah. the, the book boxes, and you had to be on a list, and then you had to you know clear the list because they were only going to release so many at a time. They tried to tap into that, but make it mass consumable. Um, and I think all we have to do is look at what happened with Iron Flame and all of the flaws. Because in order to produce as many books as they needed, they had to go to, I think, five different printers. Mm -hmm. And we there were endless flaws in the printing of these books, the, the, the Iron Flame. Yeah. Um, like some of them were upside down. Some of them. Missing full missing, chapters. Missing chapters. Some of them. Um, Some said that, fourth wing instead of iron flame. Yeah, it said fourth fourth wing on the on the binding and instead of iron flame, but the book inside was iron flame. There, were, I mean, there were endless mistakes, which you would think couldn't happen because it should be one copy of the book going out to five printers. But for some reason, 
somewhere along the line, something got messed up and the five printers didn't get the same version of the book. And they should yeah. have. But yeah, so it, kind of like bringing us back to the plot. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I feel it's necessary to recognize that some of this is like Rebecca Yaros not fully, I think, flushing things out the way she thinks she is. But it is also the flaw of an editor not fully coming in and being like, okay, let's trim this. Let's clarify that. Let's, you know, really think about, is this necessary? How do we adjust this? It, it's not being given its time. Um, so I can look at the story and see what the intent is, what she's trying to do. And really, it's doing a disservice to not have more editing, more time. Yeah. But it is very much a thing of entangled publishing um and and then red tower because like i've read other books like they did the crave series and stuff and it's it really is like you just want a massive amount you want emotions consumption you want to see those when you're reading this you just want to see those moments you these aren't people or not people these aren't stories that the cohesion is the main focus and it's really unfortunate because it's really um it's it's very detrimental to the book. Yeah. Uh, and and I think ultimately Red Tower just got bloody lucky with with yeah. with this book. I think they um I'll let you know I have another one of Red Tower. Like I've read one other Red Tower book, did not like it. Um Sarah, why did you Oh, the chart. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, and I... then I have another one coming and I'm going to read it and see. But I think, I think those sprayed edges sold this book. I don't, it, I don't know necessarily that it is as, I don't know that people would have liked it as much as it wouldn't have become as popular as it did if there hadn't been the push to get the sprayed edged book from Barnes and Noble and Amazon and, and whatnot. I don't know. Because we, we did enjoy the first one. We didn't we, love it. We enjoyed it, though. I was, I was going to say, because I just listened to it because I was curious what yeah. you said about it. And um, we, we were critical of it. Um, yeah. I think we were generous in the fact that the overall story was okay. And, it was yeah. more cohesive than this one. Yes. I yes. Say. yes. And, and, and it I, hit more tropes that people enjoy. Yeah. And I think they just... Um, I think, you know, we just, okay, yeah, it was a fine, fine general story. Um, I gave it way more stars than I should have, um, but I'm always generous with my stars. Um, so, I think we looked at the first one and it was, it was, okay, we got a good start here. This could strengthen, this could be interesting, or this could not implode. Yep. And so I think they got a combination of a lucky on the appearance. Um, I also think right now fantasy is still the vogue genre and you throw in dragons and people yeah, like and dragons. dragons yeah and people love it um dragons and a lot of the time in this book <laughs> and and you you take a concept that for a lot of people i don't think is as well known which is the talking to dragons um don't even get me started. <laughs> I know. So, 
let's go ahead and write the plot so we can continue forward so I can eat sometime this evening. Um, Kim, what do you give the plot? Um, yes, was it just dull overall or generally unpleasant? It hurt me. Did it have any redeeming sections or qualities? Um, I'm going to give it a one and a half. 1.5. Sarah. One. One. Okay. I give it a four. Okay. So for this, who do we want to classify the main characters as? Well, there's obviously Violet. Yeah. And then Can't we do have a chapter her. that is from Zayden's point of view. So do we want to count him as my the main God, character? My God, I didn't even know that was Zayden's point of view either. Until oh I my read, like, God, right? And I was like... This doesn't make any I had fucking to go sense. Back and go, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Right? Because it like time jumped backwards a little bit. And I was like, whose head am I in? Is my book broken? <laughs> well, and you were coming from it, is my book broken? Because yeah. you, were, you yeah. no one knew that they had a broken book until they read it. And then it's like, wait a minute, yeah. something just happened. And then it was get online and search for it. Um, yeah. But obviously, Zayden is a main character. I, I guess so, technically yes do uh and taryn uh, by the way i want to fully recognize um because this was a discussion that came up uh we are using the names how they were pronounced in the audiobook but we fully recognize that the author has commandeered um the scottish language gonna, the just scottish say, language yeah just the, say scottish the scottish language, language. And didn't put in the effort to check on the pronunciation and has claimed words without changing them as however she wants to pronounce them. Full stop. We recognize that, but we are going to proceed forward with how we heard them in the audiobook because that's what people are going to recognize it as. Yes, Sarah. I would like to point out that I did not have an audiobook, so I'm just going to pronounce it best the I can. However you're going to can. I didn't listen my... to the audiobook either. I read, yeah. I straight read this one. I just remember it from how it's on online. I've heard mm. it in the audiobook a little bit and I read to th- I yeah. So um We're all I'm gonna just, butcher it, sorry. Yes, yeah. and we apologize. Um you know, to be fair, there are gonna be characters who I just don't even remember their names because I read this like two weeks ago. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was reading the book and I couldn't remember who they were. Okay. So as so, far as main characters, Violet is the only one that comes across as a main character in this entire book. I it, yeah. Nothing addresses anything that anybody else does. There's not this. even like a main villain. No, there isn't no. because the main no. the villains are just nameless, weird entities, Sith people, and, and and it's just Violet and her brain <laughs> and what she thinks of all the other characters without the other characters doing anything but standing there yeah. staring at her or glaring at her or sympathizing with her. I oh. Uh, my hate for this okay. is, is starting to remanifest. I can tell. Um so I I don't know what I'm looking for. Um we were just looking at your chat. I feel like we you. should just do Violet as the main character and like everyone okay. else falls under secondary That's fine. Agreed. So let's so, shit on Violet. <laughs> Listen, I Violet is a placeholder. 
Like, let's be real. The intent with these kinds of female characters is to make the reader feel like they are being that character. They're not. They're not quality main characters. We've well, seen this time should just and time be writing again. Reader fiction and not yes, doing this but, garbage. Yeah. I know, but but let's be, but let's be realistic. Is is Violet is just a placeholder. It is to allow the reader to feel immersed. That's why you're doing first person. That's yeah, why you're limiting the point of view. This is the worst manifestation of first person that there is because it exactly what you're saying is is I'm supposed to this is supposed to be me. And if this is me, if this is how I think, um, <laughs> there are ways to alleviate that problem. Um there are drugs and there, you know, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to advocate for uh, other means to, to end escape that <laughs> end the misery that is the entire world needs to fucking revolve around me. She is so self-centered and so hypocritical. It is impossible to even describe. I, the level of hypocrisy is just mind blowing with this character. Everyone, everyone, well, no, excuse me. Zayden has to be absolutely honest in every way, shape, and form. Everybody else on the planet could lie to her, and she's like, "Okay, okay, they lied. I understand why." Or lies Zayden, to them. Zayden, no, he has to tell the truth. What did you say? I'm sorry, Amber. Or or she has to lie to them and that's acceptable because you know it's okay. It's like well, it's not safe for them. them to know or it's too dangerous <laughs> and stuff like that. It's like why why do you think that Satan yeah. is not telling you this person he has known for less than a year and does not know you super well and you are in contact with a person who can read your memories by touching you? Do you think do you think maybe there's some And you know, it's only like a hundred people whose lives are, you know, Hundreds tied to him, probably. Oh yeah, but yeah. directly, well, yeah, like directly. But like the whole, all those people out there. But she is special. <laughs> she is and she's special. mad too. I'm not sure. Was she mad too about him not telling her about her brother? Yeah. Or was that mm -hmm. okay? Because it's like, yeah, he's already been dead for six years. Zayden has known you for less than one year, so it's not like, it's not like this is a recent thing where he just. Is covering least, up the brother dying. It's just like acknowledging the promise that Zayden very likely gave to Brennan before Zayden showed up to the school or before she showed up because Zayden was already there. Don't tell my sister if you meet her that I'm alive. Well, yeah. and at least fucking Mira could process that that's Brennan to be angry at, not Zayden. <laughs> that's that, that that was my very You're first violent. thing that I was like. So fucking annoying. Absolute. Well, no, that's yeah. Why does he get a pass instead of being held accountable? Brennan, she's just like, oh, of course he lied. Okay, he's, he's my brother. He's back. He's alive. It's all good. But this bitch, this yeah. bitch, just wouldn't tell me shit. Yeah, just because oh. it's a classified state secret, <sighs> and I'm just a oh, student. Why did you have to mention the classified? Go on, Said Kim. It. Go on. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> God. She did God. it on purpose because she wants to send me off. Okay. We're going to fully acknowledge here. I work with classified material. 
Not as much as I'm going to say. Can you tell us some more about it? Are you going to tell us? All of your secrets, please. You can trust us. I I absolutely, yeah. That's not how classified (laughs) works. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who your significant other is. (laughs) You you don't love me enough. Promise not to tell. You do not tell. Period. The end. My father dealt with classified material and died. Never having told anyone what it is he dealt with. Never. Don't even know under what circumstances he did it other than, I know he translated, doc- or not translated, he transcribed documents. Um, no, and, you don't love me. Yeah, I, I don't love you. That's that's why I don't tell you. I don't love you enough that if there was a secret that was big enough, and th- and that's the thing to understand. If there was a secret that was big enough, if I knew that a foreign country was about to attack us and they were going to hit here, here where we live. If I knew, I am not allowed to tell you. Yeah. The reason being, if you then left based on my information, it could cause a panic as everyone goes, oh, wait a minute, this person who has access to special information has now told her family and they've all fled the area. It's time to go. Causes a panic. You can't do that. It just is not a thing. You don't do it. It's not a thing. I yeah. teased my husband for years. Um, it became a party trick. I would say, are there nuclear weapons on that ship? And he would say, I can neither confirm nor devo- de- uh, deny, deny the presence the, of nuclear whatever, whatever, on whatever, whatever. Yeah. He was taught a saying, and he said it every time, no matter what. No matter what, no matter what. Even if we knew there was nuclear material on a ship, still cannot confirm or deny. Period. Or if there wasn't. Right. You just, you cannot confirm or deny. That's the answer. And the fact that this writer. Okay, but also. I am not done. No, I am not done. Go. I am sharing a funny story before you continue ranting. To the point where then if someone, we, we knew someone who knew a lot of information <laughs> and when we, when we, like the adults would have the discussion about World Whatever. War II events is what they were discussing in order to not give anything away because he could not, he went and walked over and stared at the wall. World War II. No, you're not telling the story correctly, but we'll leave it at well, that. I'm I'm just like just leaving it at that because you know I want yeah. a funny story and not just yeah you guys no no so. and, and and yeah he he was one of two people in the entire government that knew what he knew, um, and yeah if if it got to be too much whatever conversation was happening it got to be too much he would just stand up and walk away stare at the wall and wait till the conversation was over and then he'd come back and his wife would just say he'll be back leave him alone it's okay. <laughs> But you mean she didn't demand to know what it was that he was reacting? No, no, that's so weird. They must not have really loved each other. But the thing that kills me about this, no, this is my rant. Go ahead. This writer is the spouse of a military person. This could put, and and this is a lot of people are going to say hyperbole. It's not hyperbole. This could put her husband's security clearance at risk. Because if he has one, if he has one, if 
if <laughs> it becomes in question whether he is going to tell her what he knows or not, he loses his, his security clearance. And that's what she is implying, that that wives, that spouses have the right to know what the active duty not member. even spouses significant others like let's be yeah, realistic said, these two are not married girlfriend. oh that's true that's true that's true um but yeah so it, it, the hypocrisy not not I don't, this isn't even hypocrisy the stupidity of this is just beyond my comprehension and uh gives a bad name to military and military spouses everywhere. And it, 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 it was offensive to me going through this when it came to the classified information. And when they got to the point where he finally agreed to tell her anything that was harmful to her. That's like- that, yeah. Or might affect her. I don't even know if it was really all that detrimental, just like- Right. Yeah, just might exactly, affect yeah. her. It, it, yeah. it was an insult. It was an absolute insult. Anyway. It honestly weakened Violet for me. Yeah, this book like, you're not destroyed Violet an, for me. Destroyed yeah, you're not having me. an intelligent conversation. You're not. You're being a child. This through logically, being entitled. You're proving exactly why he can't tell you. Exactly. Because if it's okay for him to tell her because of their close association, it then becomes okay for her to tell others because of her close association with them. And we know this also because she does do this in 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 these stories. It's it's yeah. and I can't think of a specific example, but she wants to protect everybody. Well, she does tell people the secret that she's yeah. not supposed to tell them. Yeah, yeah. At some point, like yeah. she's like, well, might as well they might as well know at this point. It's like mm, that's not really your yeah. secret to share, but sure. Yeah, exactly. And just anyway. Like she's just not rational no which i suffer from i usually don't like the main characters anyways i it's very rare that the main character i am a fan of um but no here it 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 was like really detrimental and i'm like you are a child You, you are a child trying to be an adult and you are failing but a child put into in a very adult situation when yes when when people join the military there is a short period of time and it's called boot camp where you are transitioned via a process from being that teenager in high school. This is assuming enlistment, not, you know, not becoming an officer from that teenager in high school to being an active participant in the military where you are sometimes going to be holding guns, sometimes going to have a finger over a button sometimes evaluating information and material um you don't have the luxury to have that level of information i'll be there in just a second that level of information and act that immaturely go okay can we first off point out the fact that in this situation in this way that this world is built up violet is an officer in training mm-hmm and then enlisted is the infantry. And I'm sorry, the infantry fucking was much more reasonable yeah. in any given situation than the goddamn dragon riders who were supposed to be the officers in charge. Yeah, and, and I'm not gonna but, I'm not gonna but, talk about branches then, of the service, but they're, yeah. they're not I wouldn't say they're necessarily officers in charge, they're pilots. 
about it. A school, they're pilots. They're officers. Because they're going to a school, much like we have a school for Air Force, Army, and Navy officers. Yeah, it's one of the academies. The 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 author is like so derisive towards Mm. the infantry. And and then okay, so we're gonna we'll we'll get to that later because that that comes later in the stupidity. Sarah is enjoying this. She is just sitting back watching us go to town. Uh, Like I'm surprised by Amberly's level of participation. This is a pleasant pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the book. That's the weird thing is I enjoyed the book, but like, and it's I, not great. I think we had the same issue with the first book. Yeah, it, this one was a slog to read. I didn't enjoy reading this one as much as I enjoyed reading the, the first one. wasn't such a slog. This one was a slog. Poor Sarah, I thought was gonna um, slit her wrist trying to get through this one. Um, but we had the same issue with the last one. We we had a lot of criticisms of it, but but we ended it with, but it was fine to read. And let's see what comes up next. Yeah, I remember actually being pleasantly surprised by that one. This yeah. one, though, I was surprised in a different way. Yeah. Because it's it like, I know that really, sequels can fail, but this really, really, really took a edited. turn. I will say, oh, totally. you could cut to out like Sarah, 400 pages. You'll be happy yep. to know, Sarah, that most of Book Talk agrees with you. What? That this was not a great sequel. Okay, okay. I was like, which which aspect do they agree with? Now, um, now some people are just happy because they just want Zayden time. Which you don't fine. hardly get in this book any fucking way. But, um... But, but you I, know what? Let's use that as our transition. Why don't we rate Violet and... One. Have we even really torn her apart enough yet because she really oh. sucked I, i've got to keep us moving if i'm going to sometime eat sometime tonight okay so fine gave it a i one. will also give her a one because she did hurt me mentally psychologically in every wanted, way that I is not physical her physically in front of me so i could slap her i wanted her to be killed off in the first like 50 pages because i was <laughs> like if i have to read this for 620 more pages I don't know if I'm going to make it. And that was my attitude the entire time. It, I don't it, know if I, I'm going to make it. I Can I tell the reward story, Sarah? The what? The reward story. How I gave you a reward. Oh, that's right. That was nice. <laughs> so Sarah and I, in the process of reading this book, went down to San Diego, met, Mar- met Martha Wells, you know, marginally like you do any author, and um, and then rode the train back. And on the train back, I told... Sarah, that um, I, if she read for a solid hour, I would let her read Compulsory, which is a Martha Wells short story about it's murder. Broadside. Um, that I had a copy of. And so we get to the end of, I didn't even realize it had been an hour, and she's just like, Sarah's sitting there, and she's like, Well, I read for an hour, and I'm like, thinking, and I'm like, Did you want to read Compulsory? And she goes, Yes. <laughs> So I handed her the book. She got a reward and she did continue reading on after that. A minute of top quality writing followed by more crap. Yeah, it was a very short story. (laughs) Okay. But it was good. But I'm assuming you haven't read System Collapse yet. So now you get to read System Collapse. Yeah, I I couldn't read it because I was like, I have to, I have to wait because otherwise I'm going to forget everything about this book. I will tell you, you will happily enjoy this. And I should ask, do you guys want to push Binti back and do you want to read System Collapse? I'll read it. Or do you want to wait? I'd be open to that. 
I'm, or do I'm you want that. to do system collapse at the beginning of the new year and do science fiction first? No, you guys want to do system collapse. Okay. Uh, okay. I will make some adjustments. Um, so there you go. I'm rewarding you guys. You guys yeah. get to read system collapse. I've Are already you going to make it. us it read the great. third book of this series? Fair I don't know yet. What'd she say? What'd you I say? I don't know yet. She doesn't know the yet. Third book of this series. Maybe it'll get canceled and you won't have to worry about it. I highly doubt it. Um, So, to continue, I gave Violet a three. Generous. And that's only because, like, I don't love main characters. It's like, she didn't, like, assault me. I don't typically like main characters either, but I also don't actually want to teleport into the book and maul them to death normally. So, like, you know, that was a sign right there. I was just like, oh, she's being dumb. No. Such is life. Oh, Kim. Um, Kim, do you remember on the train, I think I said that when it came to Harrow the Ninth or this book, I would rather read this book if I had to. Uh-huh. And I just, I wanted you to know that I have definitely changed my position on that. Oh, I would God. rather read I, Harrow I the Ninth. Not, no, I could not believe <laughs> oh it when God. you said that. I was like, how, how? But you hadn't finished- I wasn't. Yeah, I was like, what, maybe halfway through the book at that point? Because I think that was on the way down to San Diego. Yeah. Okay, so long-time listeners, you now know that this is the... I don't feel like we need to say anything else. That says it all. Sarah would rather read Harrow the Ninth, which she has spent the last six months dreaming... Then read this again. I feel vindicated. Thank <laughs> you. I mean, really, like, do we really need to like go through all the categories? I. <laughs> or oh yeah, there's just give plenty up just... more to say. Oh, we have plenty more to say. I I'm know, not... but we have already been at this a half an hour, and we are only on main character. That's all right. Go to well, the second. To be fair, I know the plot exactly and main character are like the weakest points. Characters. Okay. Moving on to secondary characters. Who would like to speak first? Kim. Me. Okay. When the main draw of your first book is the male love interest and the two dragons, why do you sideline all three? They are barely in it. Because she can't write relationships, Kim. If Violet and Zayden are together, they're either fighting or they're fucking, and they can't do anything else. That's a fact. <laughs> she doesn't know how and, to write them doing anything else. Yeah, and her she would then have to write a reasonable main character. Yeah, but my God. I will say, I Go. did. Taryn did have some great lines. If this book was nothing but Taryn, I would have enjoyed it. Yeah, he's funny. He reminds me marginally of the Dragon Riders of Pern. Um. But he reminds me. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go. I was gonna say he reminds me of a very not bad, just like a weak imitation of Stone, which is from the Roxura series, which is a grumpy, older, um, mentor-like character. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but not as good because I don't trust this author's writing at all. However, this was supposed to be. Um, 
the child and what's Mandalorian. But if they had taken the Mandalorian story and put the child in that little ball and put him off into the corner, nobody would have ever come back to the story because it was the child and Mandalorian together. The fact that Andarna sleeps through nine-tenths of this book is the stupidest thing any writer could ever do. I don't, I don't even know how people aren't going after her with pitchforks. The big draw in the first book was those two, the dragons. They were cute. And then, oh, don't even get me started on the fact that Andarna was cute when she was little, but as a teenager, I wanted that dragon to just shut the fuck up. Anyway. So, so grumpy. you wanted her to go back to sleep then because... Well, yeah. It, yeah. It, it was just a failure all the way around. And and I, also, I thought that was the biggest draw in the first book. Oh, no, it totally was. There is fan art. And the first fan art people were making was not Violet and Zayden. Yeah, because they're... It was cares? Taren, yep. It was Taryn and, and Darna. And Darna, yeah. And that was 100% the draw. And they're barely in this book. Yeah. Well, and then, so the thing that, like, drives me nuts is, like, my favorite line that people regularly quote from the book is when Taryn says there is no one, it's essentially like, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember it exactly. Like, there's no one after you. I will follow you. When you are gone, I am gone. And, like, on some level, I was like, oh, that's so touching that he's so, like, he picked her and stuff. And then on another level, I'm like, wait, but the dragons don't die when their riders dry. So, like, he's gonna, what, commit suicide, kill him, his mate, and his mate's dragon rider? Because his dragon rider died? <laughs> no. I wonder if he's feeling, like, buyer's remorse at this point, um, after be. watching the Violet show for the last however long the book takes place over it's just like but there's there's this level of inconsistency of like when the dragon dies the rider dies well now if the ride if the rider dies the dragon dies and i'm like but that's not what you established yeah it was mentioned on the first book i think was that just the strong connection he had with his previous rider it almost killed him losing that rider and so like now it's just i don't know He's more fragile in that way. And having bonded with Violet, again, why did you do that? But having done that, he is now it's really a, stuck with her. It's a I don't know. Weak imitation of jumping between. Yes, of course, of course. Everything is a weak imitation. Oh. What? Say it. What? I think. Do you remember? Amberly, when you were saying that it was really, it got really like Dragon Riders of Pern at one point, and were you referencing yeah. when she stole the dragons from the school? Yes, yes. Did you? Did Kim ever tell you how she spoiled that um, part oh, for God. me? I I spoiled huge chunks of this book because these two books. She didn't remember when they had massive book for me. There, there's no, there's no definitive ending to the last book, to the starting of this book. So I kept <laughs> talking about things that happened in the future and she's just looking at me like i'm i'm losing my mind yeah. like, i don't remember this happening in the other book and i finally we realized i was referencing this book and not yeah because she kept mentioning how they left the school and i was like at the end of the last book and i was like yeah 
you mean the war games when they went out to the one like destroyed town that wasn't actually destroyed and like i figured she was just misremembering it and then finally i got to that point and i was like oh kim i know what part you're talking about it was actually (laughs) the end of part one (laughs) yeah that train trip was not not a good thing to do (laughs) <laughs> is it not like a weak imitation of Lisa going back in time so and bringing forward weak. the dragons? It so was weak. pathetic. And yep. she's like, I and brought the was... dragons. Like, exactly what Lessa kind of right? did. Only right? much, no emotional impact. Nothing like no. that. It was so sad. I just... Yeah. Not like You can understand my reaction sad. on the train. Pathetic. Yeah. Now you can understand my reaction on the train when I was like, this is, this is just like rough dragon riders apparent. Like, Violet yeah. is like the worst parts of Lisa. Amplified. Oh God, that's it's even terrible just to say that. Because like Lisa, like is not pleasant a lot of the times. No, Lisa's not a yeah no. But like, if I had to choose between whose head I'd rather be in, I'd rather be in Lisa's than Violet's. Well, at least Lisa has a reason for why she behaves the way she behaves. She had a very traumatic childhood. This little girl can be reasoned with. Say that again. Her father died. Her brother died. It was very sad. It was sad. She didn't see her family get murdered in front of her and then live as a slave for a long time. But, you know, it was still very sad. It was so sad. Anyway, so that's. Secondary characters. My take yeah. on the secondary characters, they essentially weren't there. It was this was all violent. And it was yeah. not pleasant. and then we just and her friends like Rhiannon and others who die randomly and uh Imogen. Imogen was like the only one that like kind of left an impression with me, but I was like, who are these fucking people? I don't even remember them from the first book. What's up? Cat. Cat. Catriona. Catriona. Oh my god. Talk Talk about about unnecessary. A vile, contemptible ex-girlfriend. Like, I don't know who hurt you in your past, but like, that was not necessary. We've got past that. I feel like we can safely say that this author may not write women very well. No. Awful. I was just like, really? Why? Why do we have to pit these two? Why is this more drama for you? Why do we have to explain why she's keeping away from Zayden even further? Oh, because he has an ex-girlfriend. That he agreed to marry because he was really young and like didn't really actually have a choice and you know was trying to save his people. Yeah. Yeah. But you only forgive him once he eats you out on the throne. Oh, oh that's right. God, did you have? Oh my God, teenagers are disgusting. Took her down there to do it. Like, yeah, symbolism there. I do not know. I don't understand. Like I said, they can only get along when they're fighting or fucking, and apparently, fucking in the worst possible places. Oh, I did, however, enjoy. Even though I was like, this is a little weird, but I did find it a little funny when she then thanked Cat for showing him the uh, finger trick. I was like, that's a little funny. However, also, also, I'm really annoyed by him. Like, I never, I never tasted her. It's like, yeah. ew, you're an awful lover. 
you're an awful lover if you've never done that before like this is the first moment you've done that for like you are disgusting you are despicable yeah what the hell (laughs) these are are pleasant people and no and they're not they're not unpleasant in a good way so like so like red rising um Sir Sebro is not yeah. a pleasant human being, but in a good way. You know, yeah. you you enjoy reading how how annoying. You're like, he okay, is. he's broken. He makes weird choices, but like you know, he's doing it for a good cause. Means means well. The, none of these characters, not one character in this book, does something because they're making. I don't want to say good decisions, right decisions, whatever. They're just they're just not pleasant. They're people. not doing it for a grander reason. Yeah. I mean that and that's what the I mean, and I think Sarah can agree with Sarah's red red rising, whether she agrees or not on the quality of the book. Severo at least made choices for the good of all in his support and his attempts and his like weird group dynamic things like he had a family and he cared about them this group is not a family and they don't really care for each other in the right way and the only one that that even comes close is rihanna yeah rihanna she is the only one that even remotely well and um cooper lost his leg sawyer but good try <laughs> what sorry sawyer. what was it <laughs> sawyer sawyer okay you were so Cooper close was from warrior unearthed warrior girl unearthed <laughs> <laughs> that's right we might be reading too many books <laughs> sawyer lost the leg i liked rydock redock or whatever i was surprised yeah. when he didn't get killed off because like you know characters yeah. were dropping Left, right, and center for no I reason. I don't remember him. I remember his name coming up. His, his, nothing he was about the cousin. Theory. He was the, like Violet's go-between for when Zayden wasn't there. He was like no, Zayden, that's Bodhi. Like, Bodhi is the cousin. Was that Bodhi? Yeah. Who's Rod? Oh, Redux. Redux yeah, was Redux. yeah, yeah. Sorry, he was part of. He group. was part of the Sorry. friend group, but like yeah. Again, these characters aren't very distinct on their own no. unless they get the, a leg chopped off or they get you know eaten by a dragon or something um jack fucking coming back was so goddamn stupid yes agreed i was like are you fucking kidding me and then like he wasn't being evil and i was like okay that's probably a trap but if it wasn't a trap it'd be actually interesting but it was a trap and being so blatantly good who in their right mind would go, oh, of course, he, he died and he, he was brought back. He was saved and now he's a good person. Violet is so you know, dumb. a sociopath wanting to murder everybody you encounter, literally, and, and then come back and, and you don't see the plot twist coming 18,000 miles away. Yeah. It's just, like <laughs> stupid. Also, if this guy was fucking venom in the angel entire time or trying to become venom, like why didn't he use those abilities? Before why didn't he have he was the smashed by red a... ring around the eye? No, he did. Uh, someone that... did No, someone did actually go back and look in fourth wing and they're like, Did she like just like make this up? But he did have a description of like his eyes always looked a little red. 
it okay, wasn't as distinct so as the that, description. That same description has been given to her mother. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. The consensus on Book Talk is that her mother is Venom. And that's why Violet's special is because she was Venom when she was pregnant with Violet. Yeah. Yeah. Because that same description that Jack got, her mother got. Yeah. And it's yeah. it is kind of like the the writer says bloodshot, whereas in the descriptors it's like more like around the eyes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. inconsistent description. People can yeah. have bloodshot eyes for a lot of reasons. Um yeah. apparently these days if you've been drinking too much, you might be venom. I was like, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> Well, it's just because if you're going to do something that vague, it's just occasionally yeah. bloodshot eyes. And that's a pre-indicator that you, you know, in a future story, you are going to be venom. Um, I, I don't You should just be more specific in your descriptions. Okay. I'm going to keep pushing us forward because I must No, eat. I want to also just oh. mention my favorite side character was Tara. Which one's Tara? exactly exactly Rhea's girlfriend or rye rhiannon i don't know how it's yeah. said when it's a nickname rhiannon yeah right Ry yeah who is mentioned like violet mentions that she saw tara or tara in the room with rihanna or something but she oh. not doesn't talk to this character once but no. it's implied that she comes through with them when they leave the school but it's like I don't know, maybe she didn't have any lines either in the first book, but like the fact that she was literally just a name just it cracked me up so I think bad. They had a conversation. Yeah. In the first book. And not in, the in this first book. book. Like even though she's no. supposed to be Ree's girlfriend, it's like she exists there. So, you know, they got some queer representation, but that's and, it. and that's what it is. It's queer representation is all it is. Is we gotta be reminded. <laughs> I think the same thing queer happened to imogene's girlfriend as well <laughs> oh quinn quinn yeah yeah quinn quinn is although quinn, quinn might have said something like, this book yeah maybe i was like i don't know if she's even in a scene or if imogen just references yeah. talking to Sorry. quinn yeah um like, you know oh, we're, oh, we're oh. gonna put our queer characters in there but like we're not gonna have them interact a i don't need to focus on shipping effort. them <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, okay. that's all I wanted to say. All right. What do you rate your secondary characters then, Sarah? Um I'm I'm gonna oof. Gonna give him a two, I guess. Might okay. be generous, but Kim. Yeah, I'll I'll go with two. Okay. I'll give him a five. Okay, I think we've beaten this to a dead pulp plausibility. Do we really need to discuss <laughs> more about plausibility? Oh, Kim's got a finger. It up. has a finger. Oh no, I was giving it a one. Oh, a one. Oh. Okay, I don't. It I don't need to talk about the plausibility of this. 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 Why yeah. these people continue to interact with this character? I don't know. I'd put, I'd or take any of the decisions that characters off. make, it it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah. The military school doesn't make sense. The venom no. don't make sense. No, like why none you, of it makes. Sense. Those living outside of the kingdom don't make sense. Yeah. How are there even people living outside the kingdom when the venom apparently just murder everything? 
in reach. Yeah. So at this point, they would all be dead. Yeah. Because yeah. those things move fast and they breed a wyvern or create wyvern like easy peasy. Uh, so yeah, yeah, one on one on one. flexibility. Yeah, I, I give it a one as well. It, it is not cohesive. Coherent. Okay. Cohesive, plausible. Nothing. The ending. Oh man, that was a fucking relief to get to that point. <laughs> she gives it a 10 because it fucking ended did, did it, it go no no i don't even what was the ending remind me again uh well zayden apparently zayden is went turning venom. Venom. oh for no fucking reason as his chapter showed he pulled power or whatever from the earth yeah i don't remember him using it or doing anything with it the evil guy was just like ha, got you and then he left it's like okay that was a great yeah. and i don't even know why turn. they want want Zayden. Because I swear to God, earlier they wanted violence. Well, she's gonna have to take down the wards now to save Xander or Zayden. Zayden. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> because Fuck that you. was what her whole dreams were all about, was like the guy going like, you'll turn to save your love or whatever. So that's probably just gonna be part two of this <sighs> fun adventure. This wonderfully five-part book series. My but good golly gosh, I am not going to survive The other that. thing is I I hate the fact that we got, what, nearly a thousand pages through a book and then suddenly we get a new point of view chapter. Yeah. Yeah, which was two pages which, long or so. I want to be clear. Uh, I hated it when they did that in, uh, when Sarah J. Mass did that in Port of Thorns and Roses. Where we suddenly mm. got Resan's point of view. Like, I don't like that. Either you are going to consistently, which is really funny, actually, because now that I think about it, I was going to write a story doing that. But in the first book, which would make more sense, but like, don't get multiple books in and then suddenly be like, let's throw in this point of view on occasion. Because, like, I can't explain this moment unless it comes from somebody else's eyes. No. No. Yeah. If you're not making a complete shift to that character, and maybe maybe she is. Maybe we're getting the rest of this from Satan. Ooh, I don't want to be in Satan's head. No. I don't want to be in Violet's head either. Fuck, shit, man. Can I be in, like, Imogen's head instead? Maybe we could stop I do like Imogen. this person. I think uh, Imogen would be better. <laughs> or Bodie. Or A.A. Rick. A.A. Rick? Eric. The prince. Oh. Oh, but I I don't even know what the point is for that. I don't. Either. Um, so he could get the royal books out or the books out of the royal vault. Seems I feel like there's going to be more to him, but I, I don't know that I'm going to like it. I was going to say probably, but then I was like, does this author actually plan that far ahead? Look, like, I don't know. Maybe he'll just get bit by a wyvern or something suddenly at some point and then die. Don't know. I, I think I think it was to provide exterior to the school. We have a king that was like I don't even know if the king was. I didn't even know there was a king. Yeah, yeah. It's like come to think of it, I don't remember. So I think it was to try to provide depth to this. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm trying. It's bad. I'm I'm sitting here looking through my notes, and it's like hypocrite and stupid hypocrite and stupid 
hypocrite and stupid. Every, every note. Hypocrite and stupid. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, man. This has been just ripping to shreds. Um, Good book. So, what do you guys rate the ending? I couldn't remember what category we were on. Uh, one, for sure. One. It okay. didn't even end anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, I give it a one. I, I did not enjoy that ending. It was not shocking. It was not pleasant. It was just I weird. think it was pretty much the end of book one, too. Because it was just like a bunch yeah. of wyvern come. They beat the wyvern. Oh, and the wards. The wards that are so fucking easy. Dragons just have to breathe fire on them. I mean, I guess oh, but you mom... need a special dragon, and you can only the use rainbow the dragon, dragon once. The rainbow Jesus dragon, fucking Christ! I just that is such a rip on Ruth from Dragon. Yes, right? the dragon that's any color. Yes, and instead of going white, and that you see the flashes of all the colors in the sun, you're bl- it's black, and you see the flashes of all the colors. Oh. Although she can yeah. like completely camouflage, she, yeah. So you know. She has that originality going Whatever. for her. Um, but I oh, in the whole I chose you. That was a total ruse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like please, if anyone is still listening to us in this tirade at this point, if you want like quality dragon reading, dragon writers of Pern, you get better dragons. You get better dragon rider dynamics. Better plot. You get better world building. They're a and little they're a little old. There's twenty six books. And in the nineteen late nineteen sixties when she started writing them, she was already covering queer representation. She was already co- covering uh uh gender equality. She was already yeah. covering racial issues. It's already there. You, yeah. It, yes, it's old. Um, and it might not meet today's standards, but it was for that time period. Oh, absolutely progressive, brilliant writing. And your dragons are far better. So much better. And the fire lizards. I do. Oh yeah, and you got lizards. fire lizards. You get you get you got dragons that you get mini dragons. Yeah. Basically, cats that <gasps> breathe fire. Cats. Yeah. Dragons okay. The lizards are cats all right uh mechanics i can't i i can't i can't no it's the mechanics are awful it it like there were people have been showing like atrocious sentence structure i think the first two sentences of the book are awful yeah i don't even remember what they were and i'm definitely never going to open this book again to find Mm -hmm. out but like 10 chimpanzees with typewriters could write something better than this and the number of times that Brennan is alive is mentioned in the first three pages. Oh, I think yeah, I, right. when I was doing it, I counted it and it was like 17. Okay. In so, three pages. So random note that was up at, at the time that yeah. this all started in my notes. <laughs> so this chap, this paragraph, she says, my thighs tremble. And at the next thrust, I fracture with a cry. Lightning flashes power tearing through me with an instant thunder as the waves crest over me again and again now she wields lightning is this literal lightning is this figurative lightning and, and does it come is out the of- thunder coming from her body or is that just figurative <laughs> <laughs> that was literally my note is this is this in her 
out of her, through her, around what this. It's a whole bunch of words that describes nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, that that is most of the book. Yes. Could you imagine if each time you orgasmed, you went boom? Like, why would anyone want to do that? Well, I mean, if it's not happening in her body, it's apparently happening outside. So, you know. But my note was, where is this lightning? In her, in the room, crossing over the fort? And then I said, I hate this! Exclamation point. (laughs) She's so fucking stupid. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't know if I've mentioned it explicitly, but like, the fact that this author, every sentence that she writes for this character, like every, everything just has this internal monologue from Violet justifying or explaining what she's thinking, what she's doing, why she's doing it, when it's something very simple and obvious (laughs) all the time. Like, as if you had a character getting up out of bed and brushing their teeth, but then also just sitting there thinking about why they were doing this and why they really needed to have clean teeth to prevent cavities. And, you know, that kind of (laughs) shit. That kind of fucking shit. And it's every single thing that Violet does. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take it. So I couldn't. Even, see, I couldn't even skip through this book, like with Harrow, which is again another reason why Harrow would be better to reread because it's like if I had to, I could skip through it. I couldn't skip through this book because there was nothing to anchor onto. It was just garbage all the way down. Like there was nothing significant happening at any point. It really want to make you guys read more of from blood and ash so i can have a comparison of brother i was having bad flashbacks to that one while reading this i was like it's all just basic dialogue it's all dialogue that never ends and they're just not talking about anything important (laughs) yeah like which one would actually like break you guys more from blood and ash or Whatever this trilogy is supposed to be called in some weird obscure word. Is it a yeah. trilogy or is it a five-part book? It's series. a fi- sorry, the series. What um, the fuck is five? Quadri- quadrilogy would be four. Quad quad something. Is there even a word for five books? It's a series at that point, Sarah. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, what do you guys rate the mechanics? Can we give it a zero? Because yeah. you want to give yes. it a zero? Has, Fuck yes. There has been precedence for zero in the past. Cam, what do you rate it? Um, shit. <laughs> Did this do you harm? Yes. Like, could not get like, worse. Irreversible uh, harm. Okay. A one is it really could not get worse. I actually fear that this is going to get worse with the next. So you have to give this a two? No, no. I'm saying it can get worse. So I'm going below a one. I'm giving it a zero. The mechanics on this are just god awful. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> I, I can read this it. This book is going to have some high scores. Can we discuss the whole sudden description of what she was wearing with the with the dress, right? Yes. That just when I talk, when I turned to you in the train, and I was like, "The fuck? Why are we doing this now?" 
Oh, because every every woman has to have a ball moment and look beautiful. For fuck's sake, I hate those moments. So in in, it's in a trope. hero movies, in hero movies, it's when they arm up. There's always the scene. Or in Rocky, it's when he's when he's beating up the the meat in the in the. Um... No, 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 Kim, you are thinking too hard on this. It is a trope that women yeah, wear gowns. This is the female version of it. No, so it's not dress. even like the female version of that. It's it's just like I don't know how to describe it. Like this isn't. They're not the equivalent same thing. Okay. Because, like at least the men are like trying to become more powerful, but like the dress up thing is like just. But like the lady is putting on the dress, right? And then she feels beautiful and feels stronger and confident in her beautiful fucking dress. Fun fact, I've never put on a dress and been like, I feel more beautiful. I'm like, this is a dress. Can I tolerate how awkward this is today? Okay. Okay. I put on a dress and I I feel like a fucking drag queen. So yeah, no, I don't (laughs) get that effect either. Okay, I'm going to defend... One of what? my favorite things over the years to do was to go to oh, okay. balls and wear a ball gown. I love wearing a ball gown. I love it. Um, but I I don't go through the whole. I thought you were going to defend this book. I was like, whoa, whoa. I like making. No, I'm not ball defending gowns. the book. I'm defending wearing the dress. I I love a, a a good ball gown. But it wasn't like some major transformation. You didn't suddenly oh, become no. like the most gorgeous person ever. You were still you. You were just you in a ball yeah. gown. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. It's like you weren't beautiful. You were just no. you in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my dress. I feel like that's like. Pretty. But that's oh, kind of like almost like a pretty. costume in a way. When you're doing it like that, when you're like getting really fancy and stuff, and it's just it's fun because you know. Yep. Exactly. Come on in. We're recording. Um. Yeah, just walk through. But yeah, no, I yeah, I hated that. I yep. hated that so much. Especially Anyways, because she's but... never really described anything else in detail. I kept forgetting that I... apparently the writers were black until it was like mentioned explicitly. Oh yeah. A couple times, so I was like, okay, okay. Also, I really want someone to write that moment where, like, a woman, like, gets, like, fully armored. I'm like, it's the best moment of her life ever. Like. Well, there'll probably be an equivalent scene later on in the book where she wears a fucking dress and gets pretty for a ball because she's a lady. And that is what we do. I guess I'm not a lady then. Okay. So, our next category is predictability. Wow, I didn't see any of these twists and turns coming. They were so shocking, like when Andarna was a magical seventh breed of dragon. My gosh. Like, when I looked at Kim and I was like, when she wakes up, is she going to be super special? And Kim was just like, just keep reading. And I was like, okay, that's (laughs) yes. Predictability. It was predictable. All Super of obvious. the hints were too obvious. Or, like, they just came out of left, like... Yeah. People died suddenly for no reason, like... So it wasn't even, like, set up in a way that it yeah. was clear or what was going to happen or why things happened. So it was either random or super fucking predictable. And, uh... Yeah. yeah. It, it just came across as chaos. Yep. Again, just, like, rambling or just randomly throwing whatever she thought of on there and 
Yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give it a 3 only cuz it didn't like hurt me. But I was I was going to say 4. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's a positive thing. <laughs> I'm pleasantly surprised. I was going to give it a 2, but now I feel like I'm too strict about it because I was really annoyed by the fact that it was like, well, this is obviously going to happen and then it either did um, or she just threw random shit in there. I'll give it a 2.5. A 2.5? Okay. It it almost hurt me, but not quite, I guess. Okay. And then emotional reaction. Negative. Those are the so, only emotions I felt. I'm... This is, like, the only category where I can defend it. I enjoyed reading it. I was on a train. I how. I was on a train, too. <laughs> Just the but only like, reason I made as much progress as I did because I was confined. I was prison. content reading it. I didn't hate reading it as much as all of this makes it sound like it's not great quality. But, like, at a certain point, I was like, I'm just here for a good time, not a great time. And this is a good time. It wasn't a good time. It was like trying to complete a prison sentence. It's like you just gotta I, keep going until you're out. I've I've read worse. Hmm. I'd like the title of that book. Well, other than that one that you guys read that was really weird that I just kind of avoided. Yeah. Oh, tell me I'm worthless. No. Well, there's that one. What other one did she avoid? No, I was talking about tell me. ZA. The what? Z A. Zodiac One... Academy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I did think about that book sometimes while reading this one. And I really wasn't sure which one was better. You know, in the relative sense, because they obviously yeah. both were terrible. Yeah, it's hard to say because they both just become meandering messes. It's just this one went that way a lot faster than the first and then Zodiac <laughs> Academy. Zodiac Academy held in there for like three. Yeah, books. but think about it. At least, like, Zodiac, like, Zodiac Academy kind of, like, led you, like, astray. Like, it was, it wasn't a great start. And then the second book was like, oh, this is kind of, you know, there's there's an option. And the third book, it's like, I'm a little worried. And the fourth book, it's like, no, no, no. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stick. No, I didn't like the fourth it book. And it just. It can't, it can't get worse. And then from there, it's like, well, fuck, now I'm so far in. I'm going to continue. But, like. Yes. Why am I continuing? At least this, you're on book two and you're like, okay. Well, thank you for not trying to trick me with a chaotic mess. It just is a chaotic mess. Um, <laughs> like, you're, you're being exactly what, like, I anticipated you to be. While well, Zodiac Academy, it was like, I got really invested. And then, like, it hurt. This, I'm like, okay, we're here for a good time. There's just not, like, I'm not invested. That's fine. <laughs> So, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I... It would have been fine if I didn't have to finish it for this. Like, if I could have DNF'd it, I definitely would have. ZA, I just read that on my own, of my own volition, and I did finish, what, eight, seven of the books? I don't even remember. I gave um, up after, like, book six. You went I further I read, than I did. I did. I did go at least one book further than you. It's... There's no honestly, reason to. Not that you're ever going to pick it up again, but like, just don't. I um, I honestly only read that far because I had them on Kindle Unlimited, so it wasn't like I was paying money beyond my ten dollars a month hey, to read it. I got mine from the library, so there you free. go. But 
is it really free if you're spending your lifespan on it is the thing, which, you know, I certainly felt my life draining in this book. Oh, boy. That was... <laughs> that was painful. Okay. So do we so want to rate the emotional category? reaction? Oh. <laughs> emotional reaction? What's your rating, Sarah? I really... Mm, I'm... Uh, we're so close i can almost taste dinner <laughs> oh gosh i don't know my reaction to this was intensely negative so i am just gonna go with a one okay, i feel like more you, than I thought you were gonna worse, but... <laughs> that's more than i thought you were gonna give it kim i'm gonna go with a one also okay i give it a five this book is going to end up with like 20 points purely because of Amberly. <laughs> uh, readability. Readability? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's easy to read though because it is no. such a fucking drag. I mean, it's very simple. The prose is simple. An idiot could read each sentence, but it's but, like having to read all of those sentences. Some of them a little too long. Of- the example of the sentence that i read were all of the light that's true it's like what is really happening there yeah there's no no meaning readable it's 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 not well written it does many sentences just don't even make any fucking sense you don't even know what the writer is trying to convey this is just devolved into absolute bashing it's a piece (laughs) of shit book i'm sorry it is a piece of shit book and it should not this book was the first midnight release since Harry Potter. And, and, and like or hate Harry Potter, whatever, it, there is qualities to Harry Potter. This book should not have gotten that notoriety. It should not. Your dad, Mike, knew about this book. Because it's in the fucking news. It's just in the zeitgeist of the world. And it's just, it doesn't make any sense. It's not a good book. Period. The Maybe end. with the next one, it'll die with a whimper as opposed to a bang. <gasps> we can always hope. I always and hope we don't have to read that fucking book is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Amber's got it. I don't ever want to read anything written by Rebecca again at this point. I I um, don't have much desire to read any further in this series, but we'll debate that later when it comes out. We'll see how much you, you guys believe? drive me nuts between now and then. <laughs> but can you believe, Kim, that this book has a 4.5 rating on Goodreads with 36,963 reviews? People are lying to themselves or they're not readers. They haven't they haven't touched this genre. They don't they don't know what it is that they don't know. They think this is good. And if they would just go back to the source material, they would find out what's really good. Okay. Now, what is your rating for readability? Kim. I'm going to give it a one. I'm going to give it a two. Some of the sentences made sense. I mean, it was technically readable, but I did not enjoy a single moment. And it was a drag for my brain to get through. I, I give it a four. It lagged a couple of times, but I had no problem reading it. Now we're going to be up to like 30 points. Stop giving it more than it deserves, which is a stomp to the metaphorical face. <laughs> On that note, what do you feel about the style? <laughs> is there any more that you guys want to say 
I mean, if bad writing is a style, sure. You are like, are more like moody than Andrana Andarna is. Andarna? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you are channeling Andarna right now. It's I feel like that's insulting. Thank you. Thank you. I have an opinion. Well, you you were a little insulting in your opinion just there. I don't remember exactly what I said. <laughs> you said if bad writing were a style, then yes, it has style. <laughs> can we can we fully recognize that was maybe just a little little harsh? Okay. We have talked about the fact I agree. that this person writes sentences that don't say anything. And, and I'm saying you're, you're you're pulling the golden dragon moment here and coming off as a little bit of a moody dragon teenager. Excuse me, she's not a golden dragon. She is a rainbow dragon slash octopus <laughs> camouflage creature. One of the description is bounces back on her heels. Tell me how somebody bounces back on their heels. I don't know. You can rock back on your heels. Exactly. Do you like jump up a little bit and like point your heels shatter your heels yeah which we didn't even mention the whole disability thing that she has but is no longer acknowledged in the book barely other than like talking about subluxating a shoulder in there and oh her knees hurt after running up like 500 stairs which news alert everyone's knees are gonna hurt my knees would after running up that many stairs like she had we're, okay i'm gonna we're gonna we're not gonna because there are a lot of people who do have this and i don't want them to feel like we are yeah i know i just feel like she's on their chronic illness that... but but yes there is a certain level of like violet's like chronic illness gets waved away when she wants her to do things yeah, yeah. or just like saying like oh she's good at being a dragon rider now or she's or, trained trained it away is how it kind of felt like to me is like yeah. she's gotten more practice and so she's no longer it's just like that's not how it works like you had that moment with the saddle which was good in book yeah. one where it's like this is yeah. something it's part of your life you cannot just like will it away and, and it's and, like and people expecting you to will it away it's just not one, how it works one of the things that people with disabilities dislike is when there is a magic solution to their disability and i'm sorry these dragons are becoming a magic solution to the disability yeah the power coming from the dragons is becoming a magic solution and um yeah no it yeah yeah i know that's not part of the style but it is something that like just but no it is part of the style because part of the style is people were really excited that this author was writing about a disability that a lot of people didn't know about and part of the style was in that first book the fact that, that the disability. The, yeah. the character Violet did finally give in to an accommodation and recognize the accommodation didn't make her weaker, so that was a critical point of that in first book. And we come into this book and it's waved away mm-hmm. to you're just going to boot camp train it in order to be able to do it. Yeah, and when you can't boot camp train it because it's too absurd, Karen just magically knows what to do for you to make it work. Yeah. Instead of like properly problem solving it, is Taryn just says, "No, you're going to do this instead." 
I mean, there's the fact that she managed to roll off the dragon in flight in the air and didn't hurt herself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, fine, you want to have her roll off the dragon and get and and do that feat? Cool. Hurt her. Let those with chronic illness see that when you choose to do something, it can be detrimental after the fact, but you still make the choice in the moment. So it, it, it honestly, that pissed me off. That moment pissed me off so hard. I mean, I have depression. There are days where I'm like, what can and can I not do? And there are other days where I go, well, I really want to do this thing. And it is going to absolutely derail the rest of my week. And I make that choice. And there are tons of people who make these choices every day. And she had a moment to provide that representation in this. And she didn't give it. Yeah. Yep. So no, the style bombed. 110% in comparison to the first book to this book and the choices she was making that made that book interesting gone it's not there and it's funny because she had so much to work with like yeah that she just filled with empty crap instead and it's just like we didn't want to read these parts just go back to your basics that you established that were popular in the first book yeah all this manufactured drama over miscommunication Hypocrisy and and, and, a, and an ex lover and stuff. No, cat. Who is catty? <laughs> oh, and then they kind of come manipulate friends your at emotions. the end. Of, yeah, and that's the other thing. Is no, Violet's emotions were chaotic enough on their own. You did not <laughs> need to like create a false reason for her to be that upset. Yeah, and it's like, like I don't even reading it with how Violet was in the beginning. It's like. Being like, oh, she's so irrational now because she's under the influence of someone's power. It's like, I, I you know no, what? She was that irrational. doesn't even need to be the case because you've already established Violet as being totally irrational. So now this just seems yeah. like in character for her, quite frankly. She's yeah. not the emotional, emotionally mature 20-year-old woman you think she is. She is a yeah. 13-year-old child who has been scorned. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's the rating? I really want to eat. <laughs> Style? Two. Yeah. Two? Okay. Sarah? I'm going to give it a one. I think it could okay. get worse, but I'm just going to go with it. really could not get worse. Well, I enjoyed reading this more than you guys. Thinking about that representation with the chronic chronic illness... I have to give it a zero. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I just like thinking about it in like my own experience with a a disability. Like, no, that was not. And it feels like a bait and switch because it's like she kind of draws people in with like this promised representation. And then the second book, she just erases it. And she like vaguely comments on it and stuff. And then like when the critical moments happen and it's a critical decision for the character, she just does it. Yeah. And then there are no consequences. And it's like, no, there there should have been a consequence. Make her make the decision. But there are consequences. And could we maybe think of, you know, if I'm going to have to be in this character's head, could I have that thought process? Yeah. Not all of this other bullshit because somebody's not telling you the truth that is theirs and they don't have yeah 
show them show the reader what it is like to have a chronic illness yep show them that negotiation you are making with yourself mm-hmm. especially if Not... she allegedly has this she should be able to do that much at the very least yeah. by she i mean the author yeah yeah so okay Our... so what's the point sarah gave it 11.5 Ah, oh, I did break double digits. Damn. You did. But it is your lowest rated book. I am not surprised. Yeah. What was second place for lowest? Uh, let's see here. I think Pinata at 27.5. That one was also torture to read, but less so than this one. I would read that one yeah. before this one for sure. So mm-hmm. Kim gave it a 15.5. Which is your lowest book as well. With Camp Damascus only being a 22.5 above that. I gave it... Kim gave this book a 3 on Goodreads, I think. And Camp Damascus a 1. So it's weird. You you can't trust my Goodreads. Goodreads means nothing to me. (laughs) And then I gave it a 28. Which is not my lowest book. My my lowest book was This Is Our Place. (laughs) Which, if like I had to choose between reading either of them again, I'd probably read Iron Flame again before This Is Our Place. Um, But this is now our lowest rated book overall with a whole whopping 55 points. God damn. (laughs) That's more the than it deserves, is... quite frankly. Wait, what was your score, Amberly? Really? Not 20? Uh, 28. Oh, so it did not break 30? Yes. No. <laughs> I mean, for individual people, obviously, it did get there in the end, but... Yeah. But yeah, so then our second lowest book is Camp Damascus at 89. So... On that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You know what? We didn't even get to my issue with the sizes of the dragons. Oh, we didn't. And you brought that up so much. It is my biggest pet peeve with this book. (laughs) You didn't even mention it. Your biggest pet peeve. It didn't fall into a category. That style, maybe? You gonna talk about it since we're still recording? Or are you just gonna mention it and leave it at that? Yeah, the postscript. Explain to me how three people can stand next to each other. Next to each other, I say in air quotes, with giant dragons standing behind them and they're not having to yell across to each other. And and I'm not explaining it well. If these dragons are the size of airplanes, you cannot stand in front of your airplane and talk to the person next to you and talk to the person on the other side of you and have a coherent conversation. It can't happen. Airplanes cannot push up against each other. Um, and there's one scene, there are 11 dragons in a clearing. 
11 dragons. I literally went back and counted them. How fucking big is that clearing that you have 11 dragons walking around in that clearing and everyone's just having a just a random conversation as they stand by their dragons it doesn't make that any sense that would have fallen under plausibility okay i don't know we did I go through plausibility it. kind of fast i i forgot about it yeah but that's anyway, it i'm, that's I'm it. ending us there yep good night <laughs>